0: What is a presentation? Here's my definition. Your presentation is everything your audience perceives you to do, to say, or to show them from the time you have their attention until the time you relinquish it. I'm David Otey, and this is The Power of Story and Science, a mix of content and conversations on how to bring your science to life through powerful presentations. If you're out on the town and imbibing, a DD is a good thing, a designated driver. But where technical presentations are concerned, you want to studiously avoid a DD, a data dump. How do you avoid the dreaded data dump? A good place to start is understanding your audience and what they need from you. That's our starting point for this content episode featuring podcast host David Ode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Power of Story and Science. I'm your host, David Ode, and on this program we have a mix of content and conversations, and this episode is going to be a content episode. What content? Well, our theme, of course, is always how to give more effective presentations for technical professionals like scientists, engineers, and other STEM professionals, or even financial professionals, people who tend to be very numbers and information oriented. If that describes you, you will find points in this program that will help you be more effective the next time you're in front of an audience, whether you call that a speech, a presentation, a training an address, or whatever form of communication you want to call it, even a conversation, you're going to pick up some things today that will help you be more effective in that mode of communication because you're going to start with an understanding of what your audience needs from you. That's going to be the theme of this episode. What does your audience need from you? You will also have an opportunity to hear an offer that I'm making at no cost, Just an offer of some of my time that I hope you'll take advantage of. So let's launch right into what I mean by what your audience needs from you. (laughs) Have you ever gone out for an evening and had someone uh, say, well, who's going to be the DD? (laughs) And what does that generally mean? The designated driver. Well, there is another form of DD that we talk about sometimes on this program, and that is A data dump. Now, having a designated driver is a good idea if people are going out to a location where they're going to imbibe adult beverages because you want to stay safe when you're driving. But having a data dump, that other kind of DD, is never a good idea. And I wonder how many technical or information-heavy programs you've experienced that could be described as a data dump. Let's face it, no one likes a data dump. Not the recipient of it, who's perhaps feeling like they're trying to take a sip from a fire hose because too much information is coming at them to assimilate. And not the person pointing the fire hose either. (laughs) Because ultimately, your information, no matter how much of it you shovel out there or blast out through that hose... Your information goes nowhere if you don't meet the needs of your audience. So that's the theme of this episode. How do you meet the needs of an audience and what does your audience need from you anyway, if not your brilliance and all of your content? Recently I had occasion to talk to a couple of different audiences on this topic and so there are some points that have been made that I've made in a keynote that are fresh in my mind. I'm going to start with this one about how you prepare for a presentation. If you start your preparation by opening up a PowerPoint file, not to pick on any particular brand here, but any kind of presentation software, if that's where you start, you're starting in the wrong place. In fact, your visual aids, which is what you create in such a program, really ought to be literally the last thing on your mind at this point. Because until you know what you're going to say, how do you know how to illustrate it? You're not there to narrate your visuals. All too often, people will say, well, let me see your presentation when they're referring to your slide deck. That's not a presentation. That's the visual aid. So here's a point for you to write down if you're into such things. What is a presentation? Here's my definition of a presentation. David Odie's very own definition of a presentation. You ready for it? Your presentation is everything your audience perceives you to do to say or to show them from the time you have their attention until the time you relinquish it. It's everything that they perceive you to do to say or to show them. It's not just the slides you're showing them or the whiteboard drawings you're showing them or the animations you're showing them. It's everything you're doing from the time you have their attention So, if you first get your audience's attention by fumbling with a microphone, tap, tap, hiss, hiss, is this thing on? By the way, don't ever blow into a microphone again. But that's another story. If the first thing you do is fumble with a microphone, or wait while a projector warms up, or load your slides in after the previous presenter's slides, you're doing that in front of an audience. You have their attention. Are you using it effectively, or are you wasting their time and attention? It's part of your presentation. Everything your audience perceives you to do to say or to show them from the time you have their attention. So be ready. Have your technology checked out ahead of time. If you're getting ready to go up on a stage or get in front of a room full of people and you have slides you want to show, why not just put a black slide in front of them? That way your projector can be on, focused, and ready to go, and all you have to do is click Advance, and there's your title slide. No fumbling around. So that's the first thing. Your visuals are not your presentation, and they are not your starting point. So what is your starting point? Your starting point comes with understanding your audience. I once made the mistake of designing, well, leading a group of engineers who were designing a training program without ever truly considering the question, what do the ultimate recipients of this training need to get out of this training program? See, we were a bunch of engineers, and we were thinking like engineers, and we were thinking that our audience would be other engineers who were interested in what was under the hood of this technology. And we were quite wrong about that. Our ultimate audience was not the engineers. It was people with less technological training than the engineers at these TV stations, but the people who would actually be using this new technology to relay live news and sports coverage back to a TV studio. What did they need? They didn't need to know how it worked. They needed to know, effectively, how to turn the key and keep the engine from stalling out when they were driving it, to use an analogy. And yet we created this entire training program without fully and correctly addressing the question, what does our audience need from us? And as a result, when we first rolled out that program, It was not well received. So we went back and started over. That's when I learned the importance of starting by asking the following three questions. This is the tool I promised you that will help you be more audience-focused from the very beginning as you start preparing your next presentation. Start by asking these questions. Number one, why are these people coming to hear you? What's their motivation for being there? Why are they coming to hear you speak or to see your presentation or to receive your training? That's the first question. Simply put, why are they coming to hear you? The second question to ask is, how can your message improve their situation? If you're not there to make a difference, why be there? And If you're not there to make a favorable difference, why be there? So what are you going to improve? How can your message improve their situation? That's question two. Question three, the most important one of all, is the specific purpose question. And if you've been exposed to any of my programs, you've heard me say this before, and it bears repeating. What do you want your listeners to think, do, or feel differently when you are done? What do you want your listeners to think, do, or feel differently when you are done? There's three verbs in that question. Think, do, feel. If you can combine any two of them or even all three of them in one purpose, so much the better. In fact, in the interest of transparency, I should say that I've applied that question to my thinking about the content of this program. What do I want you to think, do, or feel differently when I'm done? I want you to think that a different starting point is in order the next time you prepare a presentation. I want you to What I want you to do is to use those three questions I just gave you. And I want you to feel more confident getting up in front of that next audience because you will know you're not there to deliver a data dump. You're there to serve the needs of your audience. Your information goes nowhere if you don't meet the needs of your audience. So start with those three questions to help you understand what they need from you and how you're going to make things better for them. Once you've done that, then you can start outlining and filling in your presentation. And here's another tip. I encourage you to write down what you plan to say. Just try not to write the way you would write a technical paper. A problem that many speakers have until they get a lot of practice and experience at writing out a speech or presentation. The problem is being able to write in your speaking voice. Because when you read something that's been written for the eye, it doesn't sound as if it was written for the ear. So that's a topic I can go into in greater depth elsewhere. If you follow me on LinkedIn, you will have seen perhaps an article that I've written on that subject, how to write for the ear. Here's a quick tip for you. If you're not sure how to write for the ear, start by sitting down with your outline and your your talking points. And you'll need a couple of other things. You'll need two cups of coffee or tea and a friend. A friend who's willing to listen. And you'll need a recording device. Talk through what you're going to say and record it. Then pay someone to transcribe it. Don't transcribe it yourself. You'll be tempted to edit it as you go if you do that. Instead, get someone to transcribe it for you. And then look at what you actually said. And that's your first draft. Now you can revise and edit it and improve it improve the wordsmithing, improve the transitions, and yet still not lose sight of or lose sound of what that talk should sound like and not just look like on paper. Plus, when you've written out what you're going to say, you can look at that word count right there in your word processing program. Your speech rate is most likely going to fall somewhere between 125 and 150 words per minute. So... Divide by your speaking rate, that gives you the number of minutes. If you've got a 10-minute speaking slot and 20 minutes worth of words, you've got some work to do. And no, the work does not consist of talking faster. It consists of doing some editing. most challenging part of most presentations isn't what goes into it. It's what you have to leave out. Only then, only once you've written down what you're going to say... You open your presentation software and begin creating your visual aids to illustrate your talk. If you start with the visuals and the question, What am I here to say about these visuals? you are starting it wrong. That's just the way it is. And you're probably going to be guilty of a data dump instead of a useful presentation. So, there are some practical tips for you. Start with what you're going to say. No, start with what your audience needs from you. Then go on to what you're going to say. Then go on to what you're going to show them. Because remember, your presentation is everything your audience perceives you to do, to say, or to show them starting at the time you have their attention. Here's another suggestion for you. If you would like to know a great deal more than what I have time to go into here about the visuals for your presentation. I highly recommend that you familiarize yourself with the work of a certain Yale professor emeritus by the name of Edward Tufte. That's T-U-F as in Frank, T-E, Tufte, Type that name in to your search bar and you'll land on his website. Edward Tufty is a well-known expert on different ways to present quantitative information. And from him, from a day-long course of his that I took, I've learned to greatly simplify what I put on the screen because screen resolution is so much less than print resolution. I've learned to use handouts instead of depending on people being able to peruse my detailed information on the screen. And I've learned to use the all-important black slide when you want, your, attention, when you want your, your audience's attention to be on you instead of on a screen. So look up the work of Edward Tufty. I highly recommend his work and his books, which will help you approach tools like PowerPoint in a completely different way. We're going to keep this episode short today. I want to end with a couple of content items that are of a somewhat more personal nature. Personal in the sense that this is not information so much as an invitation. An invitation I'm extending to you, my listeners, and if you're seeing this on YouTube, my viewers. First, If you are seeing this on YouTube, would you do me the favor of subscribing to my channel? The simple button you can click there to subscribe to this channel. Now, what will happen when you do that? Well, you'll get an email notification when I put new content in the channel. Typically, that only happens every couple of weeks when I release a new episode. Or I may release a few teasers about an episode in between episodes. You won't be inundated with emails flooding your inbox just because you subscribe to my channel. But you will be able to stay up with the latest content that I'm providing. So that's what I invite you to do. Subscribe to my channel. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast platform, be a subscriber there as well. I invite you to Leave a review. Let other people know what you find valuable about this program. Now here's another invitation for you. If you have a presence on Facebook, that is, if you have a personal profile on Facebook, I would invite you to go to Facebook groups and look for a group titled The Story and Science Community. The Story and Science Community community where knowledge meets narrative this is a private facebook group that i have created and if you request to join it as a member of the group you can simply mention that you heard this invitation on the power of story and science this program and i will of course let you in promptly now what would be your benefit in doing this You'll get a chance to interact with me to stay up on things that I post. You will have an opportunity to hear about such things that may be coming up uh, as a course that I'll be offering. And you'll be able to engage with others in the community who are interested in the topics we discuss here on The Power of Story and Science. So I invite you to go onto Facebook and join the Story and Science community. And I have one last invitation for you as well. Talk to me. Just schedule a conversation. Here's why you might want to do that. You heard me give you a little while ago Three questions that you can use to be more audience focused. By starting your preparation with those questions, you can be more nearly assured of being tuned into what your audience needs from you. Now, what is your benefit in doing that? Greater success in conveying your information, less nervousness. Because once you focus on what your audience needs from you, instead of focusing on how am I coming across, do I look good, do I sound good, you'll have a much more relaxed approach to take to giving your presentation. So, why might you want to talk to me? I coach people one on one. No, this isn't, I'm not pitching you on on coming to me for coaching. What I'm saying is, In a conversation with you, I can pick up on some other things where you, things, other opportunities you might have to go deeper into what we've been talking about on this program. It would be a, a great place to start for really changing what you're doing. If you listen to the program, you get information. Come and talk to me, and you may get transformation and how you're doing things. How can you do that? Write this down. It's very simple. Type this into your search bar. Bookme.name slash David Odey. Let me repeat that. Bookme. B-O-O-K-M-E dot name N-A-M-E slash David Odey. D-A-V-I-D-O-T-E-Y. That will bring you to my calendar. There's your opportunity to pick a time and talk with me. By default, it sets up a 15-minute conversation, but that's not a hard and fast limit. I invite you to talk with me. I invite you to share with me what your personal challenges are when it comes to engaging your audience and getting your information across because your information goes nowhere if you don't meet the needs of your audience. That's the starting point. So there are some tips for you today and some action items. The tips use those three questions I gave you. Keep in mind that your visual aid is not the presentation you are. PowerPoint or other presentation software is only the visual aid and it's the last step other than rehearsal in preparing for your presentation. You picked that up. You picked up the suggestion of looking at the work of Edward Tufte to find out more about how you might use your visuals more effectively. And I gave you an invitation to subscribe to this program whether on YouTube or on your favorite podcast channel and an invitation to talk to me by going to bookme.name/davidody. I do hope you'll consider joining me in the Facebook community the story and science community, where knowledge meets narrative. And if I see you there, I'll be glad to welcome you into the group. I'm David Odie. This is The Power of Story and Science. Thank you for being part of this community. This has been The Power of Story and Science. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend, leave us a review, Or, so that you don't miss anything, subscribe at Podbean or wherever you like to get your podcasts. This program is a production of Speaking of Solutions, LLC. Theme music by Kevin Lufkin. I'm David Ody. Thanks for listening.